Hey, what's up? This is Jason from Death Therapy, and you're listening to the Campfire Conversationalist Podcast. Yeah. And here we go. Uh, thanks for listening and checking out the Campfire Conversationalist podcast as a truck is driving right by my window, super loud. I hear it. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's one thing that I absolutely hate about the corner I live on. I live on like a, a, a well, it's not like a super busy street, but it's like uh, two lanes going one way. So, you know, it's kind of a busy traffic area. And these dudes with loud trucks always just like gun it right at the stop sign to like it'll be like three in the morning i think it adds to the to the campfire effect yeah yeah it adds to the outside there's some redneck going off-roading right now right by the campfire there's a lot of like redneck trucks around where we live uh we're in the north woods here barely uh so i guess that counts oh yeah um so yeah today we're gonna talk about uh something that i kind of came across a few months ago and I watched this video on it, and I did a little bit of research, and then um, I decided to check it out again, and it, I felt like there was enough content in there that it, it piqued my interest to ask John to look into it. And what we're going to be talking about today is um, sort of the difference, I guess, between nuclear power and um, nuclear weapons, nuclear bombs, and whether or not radiation is as big of a threat or a scare as I guess the government and the powers that should not be um, would have us believe. Um, after after doing a little bit of research and using some common sense and looking into some of the things in history, um, I am less fearful about nuclear. Well, I'll, I'll say radiation, like gamma radiation and stuff like that. Um, that sort of thing doesn't really scare me as much as maybe it used to. Not that I was ever super scared about it, but I mean, it's always in the back of our minds because ever since, ever since we were kids, you know, um, it's, you know, it's like in TV shows. I mean, uh, what's that show we were just talking about? Um, which one? The one with, uh, fake Johnny Depp. (laughs) Fake Johnny Depp. Yes, I can't remember his real name now, but he looks like a young Johnny Depp. Johnny and Depp. um, they're in that town, like in Kansas. Oh, oh, uh, um, yeah, we're yeah. We're just talking um, about a few Jericho. Ago. Jericho, yes, I love that show. But yeah, the whole premise of the show <laughs> is Johnny they're like Depp. I don't know. He does look like Johnny Depp to me. Um, <laughs> um so they're in like this town of Jericho, which I think is like maybe in like Kansas, and I think it's like on the eastern side of kansas if i remember correctly i don't know it's been a long time since i watched the show and this bomb goes off in colorado i think is a not um is the denver goes off probably i think so i think it's i think they're that's what they were saying and then the nuclear fallout and all that comes towards them which they're to the east of 
Well, they were saying, though, in the show that the Fallout actually didn't come their way or something like that. Right. I think the winds kind of moved it, but they they were worried about it at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Like second uh, episode or something? Yeah. So um, for anybody who who likes, you know, kind of survivalist type stuff, that's a good show because it's a drama, not a reality TV show. And uh, it, it... there's some interesting stuff in the show. It's enough to keep you interested. So check check that. First season, not second season. Yeah, yeah second. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm glad they at least finished it and didn't leave it hanging. But it was pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. So if you like those kind of TV shows, uh, that one's certainly one that I liked and enjoyed over the years. The actors are really good in it, and uh, you know the uh, thing. The thing I liked about that show was that kind of gave you i i think it gave you like a rough idea like very rough okay idea of what it would be like in that kind of scenario um like you know post or you know apocalyptic kind of show but you know it gave you this like rough sense of vulnerability and how the world can flip upside down and even your neighbors next door might not be your friends anymore you know that every man right. is out for himself at that point and the only way to really survive would be with a community um in a large community at that you know right um, I, I think and also like thinking on your toes and thinking outside of the box of the normal you know life situation and also it put a lot of things into perspective of what it would take like what you would need in a in a survival situation like that so like they they you know they talk about salt and bartering with salt and antibiotics and you know um ammunition and you know just in food how about food and water in a situation like that a lot of those things we depend on now and you don't even think about where your water comes from or what it takes to get your water out of the tap or food what would happen if there was like no food around so i think a lot of those things we take for granted until a crazy situation happens and then all of a sudden it's no longer available you know so those are the things those are the things i liked about that show but the i I know you want to get into the nuclear fallout part of that show oh yeah yeah so so um uh, there's this video that I watch and I'm trying to remember even how I came across it I don't know if it was recommended to me or if I just if it was just popped up in on YouTube somewhere but um the 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 gentleman's name who who does this like uh, it's about an hour and a half lecture is Galen Windsor um, and he basically was the head of like um, safety and stuff like that for general general electric and, and some other companies and he worked in um some of these nuclear uh power plants i can't remember which one he worked on specifically off the top of my head um but he he was also involved in and had visited um three mile island um and oh what he i think there was another one he mentioned too and and basically the whole premise of his presentation is that the government came up with these regulations on radiation, um, basically saying that they're dangerous. 
and he disagrees with with their standard of what is dangerous. Not to say that there isn't any amount of radiation that's dangerous, but I think when you go and you kind of look at like some of the things that were hit with nuclear bombs, like um, Nagasaki and Hiroshima, and um, I, I think we're what what did you learn in school as far as like when a nuclear bomb goes off how long the half-life of the radiation uh, is? it's Don't it's a long, like hundreds or thousands it's a of long years? time but there's a difference right. i think there's a big difference between hiroshima nagasaki and a place like you know um well uh Chernobyl. island or chernobyl? no chernobyl. chernobyl or you know um Fukushima. Fukushima. I haven't looked. I, I, I think I, there's. I, a, I think there's a big difference between those places, um, in the fact that you know when the atomic bomb went off above Hiroshima and Nagasaki, it was like, if I'm not mistaken, it was pretty high up, and it was pretty far out. It didn't touch ground, um, and I think it was further widespread um, in the air versus being on the ground. Right. Um, and whereas in like Fukushima and, you know, um, the the other one, I, I'm, Chernobyl, Chernobyl, um, they were, you know, they were centrally located and the radiation was like fixed. So it was like leaking out. And I'm not I'm not a physicist. I'm not a, you know, engineer. This isn't like my specialty. But from my understanding of everything that I've read, especially about Chernobyl, Chernobyl was like fixed and they're, I think in Chernobyl, I think they were doing things that they knew to be not correct. Um, and it kind of bit them in the butt once it kind of happened. With Fukushima, I, I don't, I still don't know why Japan has so many nuclear power, you know, facilities when they're like prone to earthquakes tsunamis it seems like that would be the place where you would not want these you know i mean just logically like it's like it's like putting like um like a nuclear power plant right in the middle of kansas you know what i mean i mean maybe there is one in kansas i don't even know but it just seems like a really bad place to put it you know well Remember when I lived in Michigan, um, when I lived way down, um, like in Little between Rock. Detroit and Toledo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was right by that Fermi 2 plant. Yeah. Like miles. Like, uh, well, Michigan's a little bit safer. I mean, our strongest tornado is like, what, like an EF1? You know what I mean? I don't even know. And those nuclear power plants are like built to take those kinds of winds. I'm pretty sure they could take a right. direct impact. But you put it in Kansas where you could have like an EF5, which is like a mile, mile and a half wide, 285 mile an hour winds, you know, picking up automobiles and semi trucks and throwing them through everything. You know, there's like a big difference between like 60 mile an hour winds or 100 mile an hour winds and 200 mile an hour winds. Dude, the other day we had a 53 mile wind gust that came through where we live, and there was a bunch of big trees down. Yeah, like like yeah, like about a week, not even a week ago. Woke <laughs> up and um, there was like just trees down everywhere. So yeah, that's only 53 miles an hour, not yeah. not like 120. Yeah, or above. I mean, or yeah, the you know the EF fives that I've looked into the the mile wides, dude. There there's like four sometimes three to four tornadoes inside 
that big tornado. And they're all really? spin yeah, and they're all spinning around like these giant almost like gears. Yeah, they're like gears and they're just spinning around each other. They I watched the documentary on um, the storm chasers and they were chasing a tornado and they thought they were far enough away from the tornado. They could see like where the tornado where all the dirt and debris was getting kicked up. So they thought they were far enough away. Well, I guess on the outside of the tornado there was like an invisible um, funnel that hadn't touched any debris and it was just kind of like an octopus arm just like hanging out there you know mm. and it reached out and grabbed their vehicle picked it up off of the ground and threw it off the road totally invisible their vehicle just like literally picked up off the ground and threw it across the road that's crazy totally invisible yeah i'd be I'd probably be pooping my pants is what I'd be doing. Right. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. talking about talking about um what was that guy's name? Uh Galen Galen Winter. I'm I'm looking up the name of the video right now. Okay. And his name is spelled G A L E N W I N S O R. And the video is called The Nuclear Scare Scam. Um, so it's, it's older. It's from like the early eighties or maybe the late seventies. Well, do you uh, want to, do you want to share like your opinion on it? Yeah. So, um, I, I think that after listening to this guy and he, he is an expert, he was, he was at the very top. He helped design, um, a, a nuclear, well, what was going to be a nuclear plant in, uh, Illinois. I forgot the name of it. Um, um he basically designed the whole thing everything and uh in the in this in this uh lecture he talks about how um when he worked at the other one that he originally worked at he would um the okay so if you don't understand how nuclear power plants work they basically have these like i guess they're like rods of uranium or plutonium or whatever it is and they go into water and then they create steam because they're so hot and then the steam is used as power so if you think of like a locomotive from you know the 1700s or whatever and they're steam powered well they were using coal or whatever to boil water to power those this is using a nuclear source to boil the water instead of burning coal so it works on the same sort of principle in a way as like a, how coal burns you know boils water to create steam but it's a much more efficient way um because they just basically always stay hot okay so they have this pool in this facility of water and he would swim in it and on this is spent what they would call spent water water that was already had already been you know in contact with um the nuclear source that's you know boiling and he would also drink the water and he would um i guess when these government officials would come to his facility um he would pour them a glass of water and not tell them that it was the water from the pool until after they'd already drank it just to show them that it wasn't nearly as scary as they had all thought it was hmm. um i guess after after watching the video my take is is I, I can't say the radiation isn't harmful because I think everything in too much of a dose is harmful. You can drink too much water and, and you can kill yourself by drinking too much water. But I wouldn't tell somebody water is poisonous. Don't drink water. That's ridiculous. Uh, so I think in the same way, 
um, radiation. It, it, I don't think it's as scary as we were we were told it was ever since I can remember. Um, I mean, I, there's always cartoons and movies and everything talking about radiation. And I know that like your parents and my parents, when they were in, in school, um, uh, they probably had to do the duck and cover thing, you know, during the Cold War mm-hmm. uh, in, in public school. I don't think I ever had to do that. But uh, did you ever have to do a duck and cover? I didn't ever have to do a duck and cover for no, that. Okay. I mean, for tornadoes we did, but right, not same for, here for tornadoes, yeah. but not for nuclear stuff. Yeah. Which, so I, I do want to I do want to bring up a couple things. Number one, like I said earlier, I don't know anything about this. Is out of my field out of my expertise so but i do have to raise a couple questions okay and that is you know a lot of this that we're talking about is based like did you find any other big sources from like people that have worked in this field that said the same thing and corroborated what like using him saying i you know like this person says this and i agree and i am such and such a person that worked in this field yeah, so I was actually watching another podcast. It was I say watching, but um, listening and watching. It was on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, the guy in the video, he was saying that uh, he was looking into this too, and he said that somebody had contacted him, mm-hmm. saying that their dad used to work with Galen Windsor, and that the dude is legit. Well, yeah, but that's well, like that's, that's, that's second That's I, hearsay. You know, that's not right, really. That's not really uh, like what I said. Like I worked in this field, and the data well, that that he's bringing, I can corroborate it and right. say that it's valid. Because right. something like that, it's like someone coming out and saying, "Well, I've taken arsenic for the past twenty-five years, and I'm a medical doctor, and I'm going to tell you that it's not harmful." Okay, right. <laughs> That's like taking right. one person's word, even if they have like md in front of their name to me wearing the lab coat yeah and they're wearing the lab coat like i want on something like that i want like 50 or 100 or a thousand people saying the same thing well because i think that uh the the next thing i would point to is i mean you can go and and watch videos uh, of people at in chernobyl Mm -hmm. which i think that that there's that shouldn't even really be there. There shouldn't be people living there, but there are. There shouldn't dude, be. I don't, wild, I don't well, think there's people living there, dude. Yeah, there's in well, in the building. No, not like in the building, but you know, in the area that would would be considered affected. Um, and then there's wildlife. I think probably more to speak to. There's wildlife and um, like animals and and plant life and all that. That's that. Well, very, I very I think well there. I think those kind of adapted though. You know, I don't think there, there's nobody living in Prepriet um, because it's yeah. still a quarantine zone. There's nobody allowed to. Well, you I have think to, those people you have to get government. Left. Well, you have to get government clearance to get out of there. Is there people still living there? I thought they were all forcibly removed. I think there are people that decided they, they weren't going to. Yeah, but it's communist, dude. They didn't have a choice. It's not like an <laughs> American. You know, that could be that's, that could be true. It's um, not it's not I, America. I you don't I've have heard, a choice, right? <laughs> I know I've heard even way before I ever even looked into this that there were still people that lived that decided they were just going to die there and then they never died. Uh, I would look into that further, dude, because it's it's and, communist and again, it's communist Ukraine. 
that was right. run by Russia, and right. they don't they don't have a choice. When they said go, it it's wasn't time like to go. yeah, it's time to go. You go. There's not very much choice here. <laughs> uh, you're gonna die by the gun, and you're gonna die by the and, radiation. And I do want to point out that the Are wolves, the wolves that that live there and thrive there. Um, wolves have thrived for thousands of years under some of the worst, you know, climactic... Just watch the day after tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> the, you know, even in the day after tomorrow, wolves survive, you know? Right. The The earth could freeze over five times, over, you know, over, and wolves will still remain, but... Right, yeah. But there are crazy stories of, like... But here's the problem I have with that. People were saying like things like five headed, you know, catfish and stuff. And then there's people that, you know, uh, do you remember that river monster guy? Yeah. He went over I, and I he fished. About. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He went over and he wanted to see if it was true. Like the river monster, like giant catfish, like 50 feet long. Mm -hmm. um, and he went and fished and he couldn't find anything except for the radioactivity was spiking right. on his Geiger counter. Right. He couldn't find any, like, gigantic fish that were out of norm. You know? Well, yeah. And, and he did find along. big catfish, but that just could be because they weren't being fished. Right. And they, Exactly. And, and that kind of goes along with what one of the things that Galen, or I don't know if it was Galen Winter or somebody else, but uh, somebody was saying that um, uh, radiation doesn't cause, <laughs> excuse me. Mutation. It would just kill a cell. It just kills cells. It doesn't create. It doesn't. Um. Yeah. It doesn't do mutation. <clears throat> That's possible. I, think, I mean, yeah, I I would believe that, that more than than I would believe that it wasn't harmful at all. Yeah, I would believe that. That's why they it, say don't keep a cell phone by if you're if you're a guy by in you know by your balls because it can kill the radiation from your phone can lower your sperm count because it kills the cells. It doesn't mutate them. You don't. You don't like grow you know, a third have, testicle, right? Or, <laughs> or a second, or dog. you don't, or you don't have babies with ten <laughs> arms. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't do that. It just, it just kills the cells. Yeah. See, I would have an easier time believing that than I would that none of it is harmful whatsoever. You well, know? that's what I'm saying. I don't think that it's not harmful at all. I just don't think it's at the level that. Well, we're, I think it's fear. I think I, it's I, I remember. I remember reading in some of the comments of that video, though, that people were saying that that was normal practice to go swimming in those tanks, that mm -hmm. there's nothing in those tanks that is dangerous um, ever anyways. So it's that's just like commonplace. But to say that the radiation, um, you know, that radiation itself isn't harmful, I, I don't I question that. I really do only because of chernobyl you know and and i mean not just because of that that would be erroneous but you know chernobyl should be a big indicator that radiation can do some danger you know are you still there yeah i'm still okay. here can you hear me yeah yeah i'm just you know i'm used to your you were in a pose on your camera for a very long time and i was like, <laughs> and I was like yeah <laughs> are you frozen are you not frozen? <laughs> i can't move i'm frozen bro <laughs> Um, you know, Chernobyl should be a case that of the dangers, I think it should be a big indicator of the dangers of radiation and what it can do. And then if you didn't want to believe that Fukushima, you know, Fukushima yeah, really screwed everything up. You know, you know? And I, 
did forgot to look into Fukushima more. I mean, not that I haven't looked into it, but I haven't looked into it recently. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I will say this: as far as I think, there is a big difference between the the you know the atom bombs of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, like we talked about before. Mm -hmm. I think there's a big difference in the type of radiation that is released from those and places like like what we said and only because one for some reason like think about Nevada we were just out there for Vegas and the one place I wanted to go to was in the desert like where they dropped the bombs right yeah yeah that, that's another thing that they kind of brought up in that in that lecture was they used to test those bombs all the time in Vegas yeah Oh, well, around it. It's, well, it's yeah, not, quite a few not miles like downtown. Out, yeah, right. But within a distance, 50, 60 miles, right? Yeah. That, that I would think, would be affected by radiation in a negative way if it was super dangerous. Yeah. No? And, yeah. And when, would, wouldn't everyone in Vegas be affected by that? So I, I, I would do, think so. I do think there's a big difference, you know. But the problem is, is like places, to my understanding, like Fukushima, you know, is that it's constantly bleeding out that radiation, you know, whereas right. like the other places, like a one time hit. Um, and it might not be, I mean, some places it's in the soil, like, um, you know, Fukushima, it's, it's like in the soil. It's going to be hard to scrub that. It's going to be hard if it's even possible. Whereas mm. like the other places, it might not be in the soil. It might be above the ground, you know, Right. So And how do you how do you know? I mean I guess the, Like Chernobyl those, those, Chernobyl when they do like soil samples, mm -hmm. dude they'll go down and they did when they were scrubbing the soil, they were taking out like the the top layer of like foot, like a foot mm -hmm. of soil all the way out of there. And it was right. still and, affected even lower than that, you know. Yeah, and, and and that I that makes sense. I think radiation, you know, seem it lasts. Otherwise, we wouldn't use it for nuclear power. Mm -hmm. But I just don't know how dangerous it is. Again, I'm not saying it's not dangerous at all, but it I it to me it makes sense that it, it goes along with with the fear that to keep people under control. I mean, I don't know it, if. No one's ever used a, a bomb since Nagasaki and Hiroshima, a, a nuclear bomb. And like 20 countries have nuclear capabilities. Well, they did. And they did tons they, of the testing they did were okay, through the well, 50s and 60s. Right, but I, I'm saying on another country, like like in, in an act of war. You mean using them against? Yes. That, yeah, that's what I meant. That, that's what I meant to say. Um, so, yeah, I don't... It's hard to say if, if how... How much you should be afraid and of course there's bombs i'm not saying that there's not any bombs that's ridiculous of course there's bombs well um, i mean how you, do, well, you know how, that how, john how wayne is the radiation john wayne was filming uh one of his movies in the desert it was i think his last movie okay mm -hmm. and they dropped an atom bomb not too far off in the distance okay? really everyone like while they're shooting the movie? while they're shooting yeah um, and everyone that was on that movie set got cancer and ended up really? dying. Even John Wayne. Look it up. Wow. Look it up. John Wayne. How did he die? Yeah, I'll look it up. I don't know because I don't. I've never like followed John Wayne. I'm looking it up right now. And not Gacy. 
<laughs> not John Wayne Gacy. That's last week's episode. That was last week's I'm... episode. Um, let me see here. How did John Wayne Gacy die? Now I'm trying to remember. Uh, or is he still alive? He might. I know a few of those guys are still alive. Oh, the serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't he? He was killed, wasn't it? Was it lethal injection? Maybe. John Wayne uh, died of stomach cancer on June 11th, 1979. See, he shouldn't have been drinking the water that Galen Windsor gave him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just, you know, I, is it a coincidence that, you know, they're filming this movie, drop drop a bomb to test it, and then all of a sudden everyone that's on there, you know, everyone on there gets cancer. Every single person on the movie set. That's crazy. Yeah, and, I'll look and into that I, for sure. I think the what happened was they dropped the bomb and then the winds blew the radiation towards where they were filming the movie set. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So they would have been like maybe east of it or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like they were downwind of it, and the winds changed and blew it right in their path, and then like everyone read up on it. It's, it's pretty interesting, man. That like everyone on that set got cancer and died. Okay. You know, yeah, I'll look into that for sure. Now, see, I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to find uh, on Google Maps Ch- Chernobyl, and I'm not sure where in Chernobyl. Yeah, probably like, have to look up Prepriet. Okay, I mean, I'm, I thought I just saw one that lo- said that. That looks like a downtown. And well, because some of these have Google Street Views. Mm-hmm. Oops, what did I do? I don't know what I just did. It's in the Ukraine. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not in. I'm not in Chernobyl, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in Russian. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can look. Uh, what did you say? The one with the piece. Appropriate. No, that's not it. Okay, I thought I saw it. Um, yeah, I'll continue to look on here, but, um, what, where I'm seeing in Chernobyl, uh, a lot of it just looks like people walking around and trees and stuff like that, like a downtown area, but I don't know how close that is to where the facility was. I'll I'll have to find it. Um, but nonetheless, um, to my understanding, you can't go there without government clearance. Right. I'm sure that's the case. I'm sure you. You can't go there without government clearance. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. But that all that means is the government not to, you can't go it's there. It's not to say that people don't sneak there. I mean, obviously, they even well, make horror movies about it, you know? Right. Yeah. And you I know there Anthony and Bourdain like, yeah. apparently went there um, for one of his, for a show. I don't Why would he go there? I have no idea. I think he wanted to just go there. Oh, See, so. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that much about Anthony Bourdain, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. I know the guy's name and I know. He was into like food and martial arts and and then allegedly, martial arts really. Yeah, he was into jujitsu. Really? I guess, I guess he got into a big time. Yeah, I never would have seen that. Wow. Yeah, I guess the last few years of his life, he was just hardcore, like all only jujitsu. Like he was just obsessed with it or something. Really? Yeah, that's apparently. interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he'll but, like uh, I, make you a sandwich and then he'll like beat the crap out of you. <laughs> he'll make you a sandwich out of like snails or something. something snails disgusting. and like fish anus or something and then. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he'll like put you in an arm bar and make you and throw it back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly right. Wow. So yeah, I'm trying. Where was I going to go with that? Oh yeah. Oh, apparently he had done an episode of some show. I'm not sure how how many television shows was he on. A bunch. Okay, so it wasn't just a food one that he. Well. I I think they were all kind of food related, weren't they? Maybe I don't know. Or uh, well, some of them were just like exploring the world, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, well, then it might have been that one. Yeah. Um, and and from what I and I'll have to go try and find this episode because I haven't seen it. But from what I've heard other people talk about the show, I mean, they have the little meters on on their uh, thing to tell you know let them know the acceptable amount of. Radi- the Geiger counter before. thing. Well, it's not a Geiger counter, um, but it's like it's like a thing you wear on you, and then yeah. at a certain point, it's like okay, now you got to leave because any more radiation, and it's you know quote unquote harmful now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I guess they're wearing like those buttons or whatever they are. Okay. And in the show and stuff like well, that. Well, the- would you wear that if you had to go to like a place like Prepriet? I would wear it. I don't know if that it would. I mean, I would probably be like, all right, it's red. I'm not going anywhere. Let's see what happens. <laughs> see, I, see I, I think it would be, like, stupid to just – that's that's where I kind of draw just the line. Just test it? Well, no, I mean, just to take one guy's word for it. Well, yeah. Because you're dealing with – number one, it's like an invisible killer. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And you're not going to know that you're affected – until you're already throwing up blood. Right. So it could be years down the road. Yeah. And it totally, like, your organs oh, could be it, liquefying inside of you and you would never even know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, you, you, you might but, feel that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, What's you know, you're taking on? a really big chance by just hearing out one guy, especially when this is not our field. We're not like right. the master's. Of science and you know oh, that, technology. That's okay though. I think it's interesting. So I'm, I I do wait. Wait. It. Let me just say I do think it's interesting. You know. Yeah. And I would love to find someone that understands the science behind it to see like their take on it, like an engineer. Right. Um, especially like a nuclear engineer. You know, I would love to get like a nuclear engineer and talk to him and find out is this true. Could it be possible? Could it just be all in government, you know, manipulation, control? Um, or is there some validity or is, to the fact that, you know, you're radiating your cells? More than likely, the odds are it's somewhere in the middle. Like it's... It's it's probably not anywhere near... Radiation is probably not anywhere near as dangerous as what they make it seem. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not like as safe as maybe what people might be thinking that i'm trying to say it is Mm -hmm. i'm i'm just questioning things that's all i'm doing i'm i'm just questioning everything i've been told that's that's kind of like the 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 path i'm on right now in my life is what have i been told and let's question that and see if there's any truth to what i've been told because i mean so far i found a lot which i don't i don't blame you for i mean right just radiation is one of those scary ones for me man because it is invisible it's a silent, yeah. deadly killer, you know. Yeah, well, and and but it's everywhere though. I mean, like it's in your cell phone and and, and, and your microwaves, you know. I, yeah, we don't have even, a microwave. Yeah, I mean, 
even though they say like there's no radiation, like the chemicals that come out of a out of a microwave are like crazy dangerous, you know. Yeah, um, everyone's I mean, got them except for us. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone just throws plastic in it. This is the biggest problem: throwing plastic into a microwave. Yeah, like in foam. Yeah, in foam. foam, and then you eat out of it. And it's like, what are you doing? You were yeah. like literally toxifying your body. You yeah, know? we we actually stopped using a microwave almost five years ago. Yeah, I do. Like, I and, and then even and even when we had one, we would only use the timer on it, and then like once in a while we'd get like microwavable steamed vegetables. Yeah, and that would be the thing we put in it. Yeah, I don't I don't really use one ever. And I can't say that I would ever buy one again because you can do everything. It just takes a little bit more work to put it off the stove. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I don't even really notice the difference anymore because like, like I said, we haven't had one for, well, we had one, but it was just sitting in this, this room here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I gave it away. Cause I'm like, well, we don't, we haven't used it in years. So, um, the, the food prep and all that. The extra time, uh, it just it does. It's not even noticeable. I don't yeah. even. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Well, and I don't cook instant food, anyways. I, I cook like right. regular food, and right. you know it takes some prep time. But mm -hmm. you're talking like thirty minutes prep, and then like an hour to cook. Right. Yeah. So just start an hour and a half before you think you're going to eat. Have a scheduled planned time to eat every day, and it makes it simple. Which is you know. why I usually don't go to bed till two o'clock in the morning because by the time <laughs> I get off work at ten o'clock at night and then come home and then one of us dinner and then we yeah. eat and then we'll you know watch a little bit of TV then it's like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So yeah. What time but, do you get up? Um, uh, between nine and ten ish. Oh, so you get like a full night of sleep. Yeah, about seven hours. I go to bed at like two eight. and get up at six. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jeez, old Pete. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. I'm 40 now. <laughs> My know. days of that, like, I'm so used to it, man. It just seems like the norm. Longer. Yeah, I don't. I used to be able to do it when I was younger. Yeah. Not anymore. So, if do you think, let's take this to an extreme, because I've seen a lot of horror movies and heard a lot of crazy stories about Chernobyl, okay? Do you think it's all hype? Uh, okay, so if you want to know my conspiracy theory, whole thing, and yeah. this is something I've been thinking about for months and months, probably over a year. <clears throat> I think, and this is just a theory. This, this, I don't have, I can't prove any of this. Mm -hmm. I think that the nuclear fear is part of a bigger, a bigger thing. And I think that all along, um, Russia and America have always been allies. There was no real Cold War. It was just what you read in the paper or on the TV. Um, and I think that Russia and America did it for a means of control, for whatever reason. And, um, I mean... If you, I mean, if you kind of think about it, you had the Cold War, which is between Russia and America. Then you have the space race, which was between Russia and America. And mm -hmm. it was all to rally their people for their country, in my opinion, and, mm -hmm. and to keep them in fear. So so the, the space race was to rally people and to, to get them behind their country. And then the, the Cold War was to keep them in fear and 
to do what they're told so they don't die. Hmm. That's my opinion. What does um, that got to do with monsters in Chernobyl? Um. <laughs> well, okay, so when did Chernobyl happen? Like 86, right? Yeah. That was about, about 86 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know that Chernobyl has anything to do with that. That might have been a coincidence that it happened in Russia. Um, Ukraine. But, or Ukraine, sorry. That's whatever. I mean, now it's all the same. It was all the same, whatever. Um, but, um, where was it going? Oh, uh, I guess it, the Three Mile Island thing happened in the late 70s, and then less than a decade later, Chernobyl happens. All that time, uh, it's right kind of during the end of the Cold War. I don't know, man. I, it seems to me like it, it a lot of it is probably for control. Divide and conquer, man. That's how it works. I know, but I'm just specifically talking about monsters in Chernobyl. Oh, the monsters in Chernobyl? Yes, Um, I'm like legit talking about zombies and night creatures. Like night creatures. not real. (laughs) (laughs) Like (laughs) night creatures that were created by the radiation uh, and people or whatever. And haven't you seen? People that did stay, they're still there. Did you ever see the movie Chernobyl? That they released? Uh, yes, but I Where don't it's like really shaky camera and everything? Yeah, it's maybe like 10 And years the old wolves like are eating people and the little crazy night Isn't dwellers. There, like, gunfire and stuff in the movie? And a bunch, I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, it's about the, the group of American tourists that go over and they pay those Ukrainian like tourist guides to take them to like Pripyat. And so they take them to Pripyat, and they're, like, going around in all the buildings. And it was filmed on location. Oh, um, nice. And no, and no one died of cancer. Yeah, no one died of cancer <laughs> that we know of. But then as they're about to leave and jump in their van, someone has taken the distributor cap off with the spark plugs and everything. And oh, nice. so then they go out, and it's getting dark. And one of the guys gets attacked by wolves and and or a bear they don't really talk about it but i think it's like wild dogs or wolves or something and then all of a sudden they find like like night creatures living inside this building and they only come out at night for some reason do you know what i'm talking about i don't remember it's been a long whenever i saw the movie it would have been right it came out so I'm terrible at remembering movies. <laughs> well, and they, they always it. have these kind of like creatures in like video games with like yeah, nuclear like that video movie, games. Like the Descent. Remember the movie yes. Descent? Yeah. Yeah, like that. And I do remember that one because I really like that one. Yeah, it's the same basic thing. Movies. Like the night right. dwellers live in the darkness and they come out. And then and, you find out. Well, I don't want to spoil. Well, and then you find out there, the closer you get to reactor to the reactor at Chernobyl. You, that's like their nesting grounds. That's like where they are all at. There's like okay. more. <laughs> it's like a beehive. Yeah, but I don't know where they came from or why they're like, you know, <laughs> like I have no idea why these creatures are there. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying they, they actually are. No. <laughs> that's what your finger's telling me. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. They do not exist. <laughs> well, I just figured we talked about yetis, so we yeah, might as well so we talk. Talk about uh, uh, radiation creatures. Radiation creatures. Now, here's the question: Are the radiation creatures the ones that are enslaving the yetis? 
we didn't discuss that that part of it. No, but I think they're enslaving the wolves and the bears at and Chernobyl. So the 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 wolves and the bears are doing their bidding. Yes. And keeping people out. <laughs> I'm just what my my main question is this: like, do they exist, and why? Because you know, anytime that you have a radiation movie, okay, there almost assuredly is going to be these night dwellers. That are like mm-hmm. radiated, you know. So uh, you're saying, is there truth to the? Uh, is is it uh, art imitating life? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I guess. I mean, maybe. think about that one movie out in the desert. Um, um, I don't remember what it was. It was in Vegas though, and like they made a remake out of it, um, where girls go out and they're in the desert and they stumble across the the drop zone for the bombs, and then all of a sudden they're you know these night dwelling you know hillbilly crazy radiated people that come and capture them you know it's always the same thing it's always like always these radiated people do you think that's possible i don't know i um i think uh or is it just a stretch i think it's a stretch (laughs) i think uh if if a lot of if they say to keep the cell phone away from your balls so you don't kill your little spermies, yeah. it's probably because it kills cells and doesn't mutate them. Uh, there was some other point I wanted to bring up. Now I'm trying to remember what it was. It was just in my mind a minute ago, too. Um, I remembered my point. Here it is. So in, in the past two weeks or so of me kind of looking into this radiation topic, it kind of led me to the understanding that radiation, the word radiation and, and what what is going on when radiation happens, I think it's actually just the second law of thermodynamics in action, which is, um, so like if you have a, a hot cup of coffee, even though this isn't hot or a cup of coffee, um, and you leave it set on the table, eventually it cools down to the ambient room temperature. That's because the heat from the hot coffee radiated out and eventually dispersed until it reaches an, an even you know, uh, equilibrium. That's what I'm looking for. So I think radiation in is that in action. It's the second law of thermodynamics. That's what I was trying to remember. Um, because that's what's happening. A lot of time, radiation is heat or something having to do with heat. Um, and it's, you know, it's basically acting in a way. And I don't necessarily mean just gamma radiation. Like, think about what your radiator on your car does. Mm-hmm. It makes it so that the heat to your vehicle doesn't overheat. So it's taking that heat and it's, you know, um, the, the coolant in there is cooling it down. It's bringing it to the right temperature equilibrium um, so that your vehicle doesn't overheat. Uh, so I think when you start thinking about radiation, whenever you hear the word, think of it in those terms and see yeah, if it I mean, makes any sense. But explain, like, explain x-rays to me An using X-ray. that idea. Yeah. So that, you'd have to talk to Tesla because Tesla is the one that invented x-rays, not me. But it's done um, with radiation. Right, it is done with radiation. Um, so, and, and I, you I don't, can't recreate wow. an X-ray just using heat. I, I don't know anything about X-rays. I, I got to be honest. I can't. I don't have an opinion on it. 
because mm -hmm. I don't really know what happens. I do know that they're using radiation because they make you use like a lead vest if yeah. you know if like if they're if they're taking an X-ray of your leg, they put the the lead vest over your your chest or whatever. Any genitals? In, in your balls. <laughs> well, if you ever had to get an X-ray from here on out, would you not wear the lead if they gave it to you? Would you just be like, no? Nah, I, I would don't. ask just to see what they say. Can yeah. I opt out? Really? I would just ask. Okay. I want to see what the answer is. Hopefully, I never have to have an X-ray. Usually, <laughs> that was a bad day. If that's happening, that's a bad day. And you might just be like, I've already had a bad enough day. I don't need it to be worse. Do you think <laughs> this stinking radiation is going to make a difference today? <laughs> Well, I mean, I think about that, though. Like, you have this room in a hospital. They're just flashing off radiation blinks, like, a thousand times a day. Maybe mm -hmm. not that much. But they probably do. Yeah, but you don't think that, that, that room could be covered in lead, for all you know. Well, Or it could I'm have, like, a lead liner in between the walls. Right, yeah. Um, it probably does, but in that room itself, it, I would think that it would be... If the radiation what if it just blood. gets absorbed in lead though i don't know is that how it works i know uh, it doesn't go through lead i don't know how it works <laughs> I, think All we, I, know is, I think we have established that i am not an expert in this field yeah um, <laughs> i'm just throwing out plausibilities i do have another theory hmm. it's not mine that i came up with but some i heard somebody else talk about it and it made me think lead paint why okay now lead paint was outlawed just before you and i were born mm -hmm. so 78 or something like that um and i heard this lady say okay so i do you have you ever heard anybody say that like the technology we have right now um is actually 30 years behind what they actually the government or the powers that be or whoever what they actually are capable of have you ever heard that yeah okay so, <clears throat> if that's true, and I don't know that it is, but I don't know that it's not, that would be about right for why they decided they wanted to outlaw lead paint. Now, we all know that lead paint, we're told, um, well, it's illegal because we don't want little kids eating paint chips. Mm -hmm. Okay, you have three children. Well, yeah, children. Have any of your kids ever ate non-lead chips? Lead paint chips. Well, no, because my paint doesn't chip. You right. Know. Yeah. We use like my, latex or, which right. is dangerous in itself. Right. But my, I guess my point is they, they've never just been like, there's a paint chip on here. It seems like a pretty rare incident. I mean, and was there just a rash of kids just like, I'm going to eat paint chips. And then they're like, we got to outlaw this. It seems a bit ridiculous. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's right. plausible, yeah, but it just seems I like don't, I don't, I don't know, remember just a bunch of kids that died from paint paint chip eatings. I don't think so. No, and I honestly, so. I've always thought it was rather weird itself. But the lead doesn't have to be, to my understanding, it doesn't have to be ingested. It can be okay, absorbed. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that too. So oh, how would you absorb it? I mean, like anyway, like, are you touching it? touching it yeah but it's in the paint i see yeah it come off on your hand and then you eat a sandwich and now right. all of a sudden then, that you're ingesting it yeah right okay um so you know i mean they're having problems you know in flint with lead you know in the pipes and everything 
you right. know, which yep. causes birth defects and all that kind of stuff. And I but think no. lead is a very toxic chemical. I don't think that's, I think that goes without saying, you know, so anytime you introduce, Does it go without saying? I don't know. I mean, everything. make a lead sandwich. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but I don't know that. It, I don't know if it's as dangerous as I say it is. That's not my point. My point yeah. is, um, I think that it's possible that if the powers that be are 30 years ahead or more with technology, I think the reason maybe they wanted to outlaw lead paint was because uh, they wanted to be able to use uh, certain technologies to spy on people. Mm. And also... It's possible. Uh, yeah, and and I think um, I've always thought that the consumption of like lead paint to be kind of a farce myself. Yeah, I agree. I think it's silly. I think it's kind um, of a silly thing because I've never eaten paint chips. And, me neither. I never even crossed my mind but, until I heard somebody say it. Yeah, but at the same time, I can understand the idea that if you're rubbing your hands for whatever reason on the walls, I don't know why you would do that in the first place. Right. That seems kind of stupid to me. You know, in and of itself, like who goes around touching their walls? Well, I know one guy, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it. I don't know. I I, I owned my own either. house for twelve years, and I can't ever tell you the time where I just went walking down the halls, like touching, touching all the walls, touching all the walls. These are my walls. I'm yeah, touching them all. I have to touch them, and then I'm gonna go make a sandwich. You yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see, yeah. See, to me, and I, I, um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, I would be surprised if this, these walls in here, I would be surprised if they're not lead paint. Yeah. I would really be surprised because, um, uh, when I'm in this room, and this room is only maybe 20 feet from where the Wi-Fi is, yeah. Um, I get like half signal, or maybe a little more than half, hmm. and it's only 20 feet that way, the yeah. the, the router or whatever. And yeah, it seems so, a little. So yeah. to me, I think that why the lead paint is lowering the amount of Wi-Fi signal that's coming into the room, uh, and also out of the house as well. Um, so maybe that was another thing. Maybe maybe the governments knew that they could somehow leach onto your Wi-Fi signal and you know see what you're doing that way or whatever. I don't know. Uh, that's just the paranoid conspiracy theory part of me. <laughs> Do what to my mind? I said they can read your mind. Dude, that's a real thing, I think. I think that's another one. With certain signals, you can mess with people's brains and they can hear you it. You think that's why head. Google's like search? Like you put type in one letter and you just think about it. Like watch. I'm going oh, oh, yeah, yeah, to think about a <clears throat> random. I thought you said surge, not search. No, I'm going to yeah. think about a random topic right now. All right. Okay. I've got Google in my hand. Okay, now let's see who's quicker, Google or Matt. Now you got to give me a letter too. A T. Okay. Okay, it did not come up. Okay. But What's I'm going to try it right from the right from here. Yeah, see it's not reading my mind right now. I was thinking of tomato. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't have got guessed tomato. Either. And taxes in Las Vegas came up. <laughs> Are you thinking about moving? <laughs> <laughs> so at least they weren't reading my mind right now. Okay. That's not to say that it's not T, every time. Taxes in Las Vegas. Yeah. That is incorrect. <laughs> 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 uh, 
But the fact that we were talking about, to, to, uh, you know, um, Las Vegas earlier. Yeah. You know. And the, apparently the phones are listening. Right. Uh, and I don't doubt that for a minute. Why would they not? You have to, you have to um, give permission for the microphone to be on for all, almost all your apps or a lot right. of them. Right. So, of course, they're listening. And where's that data going? You know, uh, it's going into bigger and bigger searches, yeah. more Facebook, intrusive searches. Google, you know, all the ones that try to sell you crap you don't need with money you can't. It's not yours. Yeah, right. Right. Well, what do we have for guests coming up? Um, I have three guests. I still have to. I still got to. I was going to text one of them before the show and I forgot mm-hmm. um but i think june we should have about three guests okay <clears throat> well and i'm not be... saying the names because i want to play guest to guest and okay. no one will guess it because that's how i roll <laughs> nice well let me guest on that no one's ever heard of except for me and john nice well i think it'll be fun um i uh i do think we should probably close this out and um you got any final words no um yes that was my final word yes <laughs> all right i can't think of anything right now just uh thanks everyone for uh checking out the podcast and uh look at some of the the past episodes we've done um there's a few really interesting ones and fun fun topics to listen to uh not everything we see on here we totally are on um, believe or on board with like i don't really think yetis are being enslaved you don't uh, i do i, I are you kidding it, i'm a denier man i'm a yeti i'm a you're yeti, a yeti, yeti denier yeah <laughs> i'm coming out on the show as that um but i think these topics are fun to talk about and i think it's good to question everything you've been taught i don't think it's healthy to just believe that because we were taught it from a child mm-hmm. that that's the facts and you shouldn't even look into it now uh you might look into it and be like yeah i mean i i think what i thought the whole time is true that's mm-hmm. fine but if you don't ever question it i think that's not healthy right <clears throat> so uh yeah part of the journey here is to just kind of have fun interesting conversations with topics that are out there right which I, I got to say, I did find what he was saying interesting. I will say that. Um, I still am a little skeptical. I would like to hear at least one or two more people in the field say roughly the same thing. Um, yeah, I would too. Only because it, I think that's kind of part of learning too, is not just to take one person's word for it, but to take you know a general consensus or at least a small consensus of people saying relatively same thing you know only for the fact primarily that this is out of my field it's out of my depth i don't know enough about it i don't understand the science behind it so it's one of the areas i leave over to someone else to to think about you know Um, no but i I would say that you you having studied history mm -hmm. um did you know that um oh i can't remember if it was nagasaki or Hiroshima, I think it was Nagasaki, but I could have them switch. Um, was only the 17th deadliest uh, bombing out of all the ones they did? Well, I think it killed 275,000 people in the blink of an eye. That's what I think. You know, um, 
I've seen the pictures of the the bomb itself going off, the video, the aftermath, the people that were burned alive. I've seen all the pictures. I have some of them here in books. Um, and 275,000 people killed in a flash. Um, I don't know. Historians don't debate the bomb going off. They, what they do debate is whether it was worth it or not, whether it did save American GI lives. Or was it, had they already surrendered, and was it just kind of enough to, like, did we just drop it just to say, hey, we've got it, we might as well use it, kind of thing. It's a right. set of precedence. Um, was it, future. yeah, and, and there gets in debates about moral good, and did we just drop it just to drop it, you know. Uh, my take on it is... Uh, I don't know. I've read a bunch of books saying that we just dropped it just to drop it to show we were a big dog. Um, I've also read tons of books where it said, you know, the estimated lives that were saved um, ranged in the 400 to, you know, two to 400,000 people, GIs. And so we saved those lives and any life saved, you know, was worth it. You right. know what I mean? So I don't really know. I don't. I I know we saved lives, you know. I yeah. know it stopped a war, instantly. So that's that's what I know. The war was not after it was dropped, you know. And right. I can't really speculate about something that didn't happen. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the fact is, we dropped two bombs and the war was over, and that's it, you know. I don't know if the war would have continued had we... I I, I kind of think it would have. I think it would have continued all the way into Tokyo. And I think the suicide mentality would have continued all the way to the bitter end. You know? With the Japanese? Yeah, with the Japanese. Right. I think it would have continued right on into their capital. You know that uh, this is kind of a little off topic. Do you know that... Uh MSG, model sodium glutamate, was uh, invented by the Japanese during World War II. So they um, they uh, they put it on uh, rotten horse meat so it would taste good. Really? So the Jap Japanese soldiers would eat it. Yeah, because... Uh, well, they uh, didn't have a lot of food. Well, yeah, well, I'm sure that's why the, they were feeding them rotten horse meat. Yeah. But um, well, uh, MSG is an excitotoxin, and I, I, it tells your brain something that tastes not that great, tastes awesome. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's why it's used in Chinese restaurants. Yes, that is why. Wow. Yeah. So think about that one. Well, it's not only used in Chinese food. I'm pretty sure KFC uses it as well. Really? Like your hidden me, ingredient? Yeah. KFC tastes awesome, but I always feel like garbage, like super bloated and just like I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of either. them, dude. I mean, they're not my favorite, but it's still I, I, good. Like, I love Popeyes. I could we don't throw have down. one here. Oh, yeah, I like Popeyes, God. too. I could throw down some Popeyes, man. The closest Popeyes is in Madison, which is two and a half hours away. We do have... There's this um, uh, restaurant, another off-topic subject about food here. Hmm. Um, this There's this restaurant um, called Pizza Ranch, and they also have fried chicken, and their fried chicken is the best. Really? Yeah, I don't even go there for the pizza. Like last time, I don't think I ate one slice of pizza. Wow. I just got chicken in the salad bar. Wow, you're making me so, hungry. 
I know. I haven't eaten yet today. I got to eat something. <laughs> All right. As soon as we're done. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to close it out. Um, All right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Go eat some chicken and go look yourself up some uh, radiation topics. Nice. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.